0: Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today.
1: Our series called A Great Awakening. Say a great awakening. I hope you've you've enjoyed it. I hope God spoke to you about uh, some things in this uh, series, all to get us to this end result here. But this Great Awakening series is a roadmap, a pathway to personal renewal, revival, and freedom. It's what it is, because what I've observed are many who are just enduring life instead of enjoying it. Been there, done that, right? But God does not want you and I living under the weight of any fear or oppression and anxiety. He wants peace and comfort to be your home. He wants love and joy to rule and reign. Because Jesus came to set us free and to live a life of freedom. So here's our verse one more time, everyone. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Here we go all together in the count of three. One two three. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. I love this. So God gave His people in this moment a pathway to blessing. And I love what great theologian A.W. Chosier said. He said, listen, put yourself in the way of blessing. Just put yourself there. He said, it is a mistake to look for grace to visit us as a kind of benign magic or to expect God's help to come as a windfall apart from conditions known and met. There are plainly marked paths which lead straight to the green pastures. Let us walk in them, he says. To desire revival, for instance, and at the same time to neglect prayer, devotion, forgiveness, humility, and unity is to wish one way and walk another. Makes sense. And God gave us a clear path in our staple verse. And and we've just been walking through the progression of this. Did you see it? It all started... In the beginning, if you, if you follow this message series, were they people getting fed up with living in oppression and negativity? And we know why. They, 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 they walked their own path and walked away from a good God and fell into trouble once again. I think we all understand that to some degree. There's no judgment. And in this case, life became a chore instead of a joy. It was filled with the grind instead of God's grace. So God gives the remedy. I'm going to say it this way. If my people would look up, give up, get low, draw near, and stay close, I will hear them, I will forgive them, and I'll heal them. That's how God says that. So we end this series today with the results of following this simple plan. Healing. Say healing. That's what God promised would happen if they, we would simply turn back to him. He would heal them. If there's one thing God loves, it's healing. Say healing. Let me start with a quote from a song. I, wanna, I, I love this song. We'll be doing it someday, I think. But it's, it, the, the bridge says this. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? what the Lord can do. And it's gonna happen. Just let the way maker through. He's gonna move. He's gonna move. My prayer is that the Lord would fill this room with faith and with his loving and powerful presence and bring his healing touch to those who need it this morning. Because what I've learned about God is God loves to heal. Mm. This is a somewhat controversial part of life in Christianity. It's the area that can offer a bit of confusion, but it doesn't have to. Healing is a promise from God that cannot be broken. And with over 7,000 promises from God, one thing is true. God doesn't break promises. He breaks chains said that over and over again. The chains of doubt and discouragement, the chains of anxiety and oppression, and the chains of sickness and disease. Jesus is the chain breaker, and he's the great physician, a healer. And if I could sum up his ministry with one verse, it would be this one in Matthew 4:23. Jesus traveled through the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, and announcing the good news, the gospel, about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And God wants to prove himself today again by offering healing. To heal that which has been torn to pieces, broken down, wrecked, shattered, even crushed. Jesus is here to heal. But I understand the frustration. I understand the many questions people have about this subject. I hope to answer some of those questions today and to put the rest to rest the frustrations and especially, listen, the accusations of the evil one towards God and and God's people. Today my hope is to see your faith rise and your pain, your disease, your trauma see its demise as it meets the love and the healing power of God. Healing is a part of the good news and a very important part. Look at this. Jesus is unpacking his mission in this verse in Luke 418. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Whoo! To heal the brokenhearted. The very first action word that Jesus speaks related to preaching the good news is healing. Say healing. Healing. To heal the brokenhearted. And that literally means healing for the entire person, body, soul, and spirit. That's what that means. You know why? Because he cares about every part of you and me. When Jesus healed the sick, he said the, that, that healing was the proof that He was the Messiah, evidence that the kingdom of God had arrived, evidence of God's love, evidence of God's power, and healing was one of the primary ways he taught his students, his followers, to evangelize and spread the good news. Look at what Jesus taught and commissioned his own disciples to do, Matthew 10:8: Heal the sick. raise the dead cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Here's that verse, give as freely as you have received. You know, if I'm a follower in that day, and hearing that from Jesus, it seems pretty cut and dry. Dan, yes, Jesus, go and heal the sick. Okay, Healing the sick was a part of the great commission to the disciples then, and healing the sick is the commission to us now in 2023 and beyond. So why is healing so important? I could give you a handful of answers, but I want to give you the main one. <clears throat> because it is important to the Father. Because you are important to the Father. Because they are important to the Father. That's why God wants to heal. See, never once did Jesus turn anyone away who asked for healing. Never once. He doesn't play duck, duck, goose when it comes to healing. Sickness and disease, listen, whether physical or emotional, are not God's will healing is God's will. We'll, we'll, we'll get the faith rising up just in this time so we can just let God do what he wants to do. Now, when we, here, when we talk about healing, please do not limit it only to physical healing. This is so important. God has a goal of reaching much deeper than we realize. If you remember that verse He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the broken hearted or broken soul is what it is. Because what I realize is that much of our healing needs to happen here first. Now, Jesus knew that, but he still came with this healing, right? But, but, but we're, in a, we're in a time like never before where God wants to reach on the inside He wants to heal the soul of the person, the inner person. And the truth is, physical pain is tough, but emotional pain can be even tougher. But Jesus has his eye on both today. Please know that his target is healing in whatever area you need. So let's try to make this simple. When you're in need of healing, the first thing you'll need to believe and say is this, God wants to heal me and make me well. Try this. Say, God wants to heal me. And make me well. Try it again. Say, God wants to heal me and make me well. By speaking that, you are beginning to eliminate doubts. And you are starting to build your faith. And it's like that with anything. Where there's doubts, there's confusion, a wavering, a toss to and fro. James says it like this in James 1, 6. But when you ask him for healing, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Say, in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So, how does healing work? Well, James and Jesus said it works by faith. Say by faith. You just start asking and believing for it, even though it hasn't happened yet. And then you simply put your faith in God alone. Say God alone. Not God plus something else. Not God minus something else. God alone and trust him for the process and the outcome. Come, trust him for the process and the outcome. I couldn't heal a fly in my own strength. But if you come to me and you ask for healing, I'm going to believe the highest standard. Yes, I want to pray for healing for you. Amen. I'm not going to waver. I'm going to say, that's what you want. Let's go for it. Sometimes healing is immediate, and sometimes it's gradual, but it's healing nonetheless. So let's get under the hood of faith for a moment. Years ago, uh, we, we had a vehicle, I'm not going to name the vehicle, dog that vehicle, but it was, gave me some trouble. And one day, I'm driving down 131, heading south, and all of a sudden, the lights begin to flicker, and... Uh, the, the car was acting really funny, the, the, the steering got all stiff, and I was like, what in the world? I thought I needed to call Ghostbusters. I thought, and I thought, this is a major, major problem. I had to just take this thing off the side of the road. We called someone to, to tow it eventually. So I called a good mechanic. He found the issue. And what he found was, Faulty wiring. He found one loose wire, one loose wire that stopped the whole vehicle. The previous mechanic didn't tighten that little nut down. God bless him. But the one, he found a very simple fix. I hope today that God would just move in our hearts in in the faith area of our soul, and just give us a little simple fix, right? That's going to bring us to where he wants us to go. But one loose wire stop that whole vehicle. So when faith isn't working, then there might be some faulty wiring. Because faith is like an electrical current. That's what it's like. And sometimes the current stops or the flow of faith is hindered by something. I know there's some faulty wiring in this little vehicle or this little church of mine. When someone says to me, Dan, God wants to heal you, but I immediately feel doubt and fear or shame, suddenly I get sad or even mad when I hear it. Have you ever been around somebody who say, hey, God wants to heal you, and they get mad? What? Why? Why is that? Faulty wiring. Faulty, that's all it is. Just just something, something in the way. That's what we want to fix some of that today. Or anything. Hey, God loves you. Oh, he loves you, but he doesn't love me. God wants to provide for you. Well, he provides for everybody else, but not me. Faulty wiring. See, many times in life, our faith is so under attack, it goes through quite a few battles and simply needs some fixing. (laughs) Sometimes our faith connection is even old, and we need to call the great electrician to come on in and rewire it. Out with the old and in with the new. Say, out with the old and in with the new. Let, let's let God do some fixing today, some, some possible faulty wiring. Say this. Say, Lord, I believe you want to heal me. Healing is your heart, and healing is your will. Now, again, just, this is all a test. I'm just testing the circuit. That's all I'm doing, right? When we say that, when, when we say those things, "Lord, say, "Lord, I believe you want to heal me. Healing is your heart, and healing is your will. And sometimes be, some, you might be saying, "Well, Lord, I kind of believe you want to heal." Me. you know No judgment. Listen, I've been there. I've been there. Let God fix some stuff today, right? Let me give you some possible reasons why faith for healing can be hindered. Let me expose some faulty wiring today. Sometimes it's the environment. That may sound odd, but Jesus removed the chaos, the frenetic behavior, the way, the wailing, the gossip, the negativity, the commotion in order to see Jairus' daughter healed. Look at this, Mark 5, 38-40. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. Now stay right there. Now what happened back in the day is that when someone Passed away, um, you would hire whalers. They're professional whalers. You would pay them. They would come to your home and they would whale and whale and cause great commotion and get everybody to come to your memorial or funeral. Right, drew all the people to that to, to that moment. That's what that, that's what they would do. Would pay for people to do that. Thirty nine. Jesus went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. Woo! And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Fast forward right after that. After cleaning out the chaos and removing the negativity and commotion, the little girl was healed. Even Jesus had to remove the chaos. He had to clean out the environment in order to let faith flow. Do you see that? you see that? It's okay. Listen, go home, put some worship on, let that thing roll in your home. You know, it's okay to go around, pray through every room. Anoint it with oil. Just uh, dedicate your home to God, right? To get rid of all the frenetic stuff that's happening there. It's okay to say, stop fighting. It's okay to say, stop the negativity. Come on, this home is for God. It's a place of peace. Sometimes it's the environment. And sometimes it's a spirit. A bad spirit. Did you know that there are literal spirits who are commissioned to bring sickness, disease, and other physical problems? And they can mess with our faith. They can mess with our wiring. Here's an example, Luke 13, 10 through 13. Check this out. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, but when Jesus saw her, He called her to him. Oh, I love that. And said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. She had a spirit of infirmity. Everyone else thought she needed a chiropractor. Nothing wrong with them. But Jesus saw a spirit. He saw the real problem a bad spirit. I wonder how many personal struggles are due to an internal demonic attack from the enemy. And we don't even realize it. Sometimes the spirit. And sometimes it's unforgiveness. Woo! Unforgiveness that causes faulty wiring. I've witnessed firsthand emotional and physical healing, when somebody simply asks for forgiveness or they choose to forgive the one who hurt them, healing follows forgiveness. Psalm 103 verse 3, check this out. He forgives all of my sins and then he heals all my diseases. I wonder if that's there for, that progression is there for a reason. I think it is we see that Jesus at different times went to people who needed physical healing and he forgave them first. He said, oh, I forgive you. What do you mean you forgive me? I need healing, I'm crippled. Oh, I gotta forgive you. You gotta be forgiven first. I gotta forgive you. You gotta forgive yourself. You gotta forgive your brother and sister. This has gotta happen in order for healing to happen. Let me just hover over this point for a moment because I think it is a, such a prevalent thing in people's lives, can be. Some signs that a person has been bitten by the bitter bug. Wrote a song about it. The bitter bug. <laughs> the bitter bug. <laughs> the bitter bug. Okay. You, you, here, here's how you know. You have imaginary conversations with the person who hurt you. You replay that conversation or experience over and over and over and over and over in your head. You feel the need to tell someone what he or she did. You're easily offended by this person. You have a strong, negative, emotional reaction to things they say or do around you. You can remember details of things he or she said from months or years ago. You're keeping a list of offenses or wrongs. These are signs that you are under attack. The enemy is gnawing at your faith wires. And God wants to heal you, but it will take forgiveness to bring the healing. It's a proven fact that when you forgive, you release tension from your body. Tension that can cause physical harm like high blood pressure, stress, heart disease, ulcers, mental anguish, to name a few. All of those ailments have been associated with not choosing to forgive. But when you forgive, and when you know you are forgiven, the healing begins. And what did our staple verse say? God will hear from heaven, forgive us, and then heal us. Here's a profound verse in Peter for all those guys who are married. When you, if you, treat your spouse in a negative, harmful way, if you remain bitter towards her... If you put her down, if you oppress her, the Bible says your prayers are hindered. That's it, flat out. You want your prayers to be heard. So that means that today, today, those of you are married, listen, my, my challenge to you, grab the hand of your spouse and just say, I'm sorry. If there's anything I can do to help you and bless you as your husband, I will Begin today. You know, people don't know this, but I think we've done hundreds and hundreds of services. But I can think of twice where Sunday morning, Emily and I woke up, I had a little bit of a debate. Heated debate. Right? Yeah, we're not perfect. Heated debate. And so usually I got there earlier. And uh, I remember we had a heated debate one morning. I came to church. And I said, oh, Lord, I hope she's not too late because I need to hold her hand, tell her I'm sorry before I get up here, I said, I'm, I'm not gonna preach the word until she comes and I tell her I'm sorry. Remember that? Remember, I'm like, yeah, you remember that? You remember it was your fault? <laughs> no, it was my fault. <laughs> Probably 99% of my fault. I, I take that. Listen. But I, I said, I will not get up here and have something in between, Emily. And I. I won't. I won't do it. I just can't do it. I feel really bad, right? because I know I don't want my prayers hindered, right? I want to, I need to forgive. I need to live in forgiveness, not just with Emily, all people. That's worth saying. The moral of that story, talk about your pain. Don't keep it inside. If, it, if you keep it inside, you'll only hurt yourself. So have a talk with God about your pain. Have a talk with God with a friend and forgive and be forgiven and be healed. Sometimes it's unforgiveness That causes faulty wiring. And sometimes it's pride. Come on. Sometimes it's refusing God's way, even a natural way, you know, as far as healing. God uses doctors and nurses as vessels of healing. Some people are dead set against going to doctors and nurses. I think it's wrong. It's not biblical. Luke was a doctor. Paul told Timothy to take something for his stomach pain. Hezekiah was told to put some leaves over his sores. But the opposite is true as well. Sometimes people are dead set against a supernatural healing touch as well. Sometimes it's just a mindset. I'm just set in my ways. And when we get set in our ways, it messes with that faith wiring. Our wiring gets faulty. Just be open and pliable to whatever God's way is. Come on, right? That's my advice sometimes it's pride that causes faulty wiring. And the truth is, there was only one time, listen, in the Bible, where Jesus couldn't heal everyone. It was his own hometown because of their unbelief or their refusal to believe. They just wouldn't believe. See, there's can't believe, and then there's won't believe. Come on, we got to fix this. There's can't believe, and then there's won't believe. Jesus can work with can't believe. Lord, I can't believe. Help my unbelief. I'm having a trouble right now believing. Please help me. He's like, oh, no problem. I'll help you with that. Then there's like, no, I'm not going to believe that. I won't believe. 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 And Jesus is like, man, you're limiting me. You're hindering me. Just get that stuff out of there. It's okay to can't believe. It's not okay to won't believe. And In the case of our staple verse, we don't know how God will heal the land. We just need to know that he will. As we finish, there was a lot today, but I'm really just trying to get God to supercharge the atmosphere with faith, you guys, so that in the moment when we pray, the power of God, the word of God is already getting in there, getting us ready to receive. How did Jesus heal? Well, he healed with his word. I'm believing as we are finishing this this series today in this moment. As you've been listening, the words of this message, the word of God would penetrate your soul and start an undeniable healing work. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. And throughout his ministry, Jesus healed people with a single word. Can we take a moment to speak the word out loud and to fill this room with his word? Just repeat after me say, For you are the Lord who heals me. Say, He heals my heart and bandages my wounds. Say, Oh Lord, heal me, and I will be healed. My praises are for you alone. How about this one? He was pierced for my rebellion. He was crushed for my sins. He was beaten so I could be whole. He was whipped so I could be healed. One more. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Ooh. Jesus still heals with a word. We speak his word with confidence and simplicity. It doesn't have to be loud, just believed. He heals with the word and he heals with his presence. His presence is here right now. The king of heaven is in our midst. The one who holds the universe in his hands. The great physician is here. Luke five seventeen. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. His presence is here right now where two are gathered in his name. He's right here in the midst. Do you believe that? Do you sense and see that God is here right now? Healing happens in his presence, and healing happens with imagination. Say, with imagination. As a matter of fact, faith and imagination go hand in hand. We see it throughout the Bible. We see a woman who was suffering for many years, and Matthew 9, 20 through 22, I want to show you this. Just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind Jesus. She touched the fringe of his robe. Look at, for she thought, pictured, imagined. That's what thoughts are, right? You They're pictures, they're imaginations. If I could just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Jesus turned around. When he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged Your faith with imagination has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Lord, please unlock our imagination right now. Recent testimony, daughter was praying for her mom. Her mom was in bad shape in the hospital, getting worse each day. The doctors didn't know what to do. One day, the daughter was miles away at a healing service She imagined herself laying her hands on her mom. She imagined God's love and healing power moving in her mom's body. Immediately after church, she went to the hospital and as she approached her mom's room, she heard a familiar giggle. Her mom said that she began to feel better literally at the same time the daughter was praying and imagining God healing her mother. Whoo. Healing happens with imagination. Healing happens with a simple touch. With a simple touch, this is one common way people are healed. With a simple touch, Luke thirteen thirteen, and he, and he Jesus laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. It doesn't say he prayed. It doesn't say he said so. He just laid his hands on her. Amen? Maybe you're in this place and you've never laid hands on someone who needs healing. Well, Jesus gives you full authority to begin to do that. Is there anybody in this place that be be honest? Say, hey, I need some healing. I need some raise up your hand. God, can you keep your hand for a minute? I need some healing. Keep it up. Need healing. Just keep. Put it up high. Just keep it up. Come on. <clears throat> okay, now keep it up. Those of you around them, go lay a hand on them. <clears throat> Find someone just right now, just really. Yep, come on. This is the, I'm just teaching. This How? how it happens right here. This is the way it works. <clears throat> find someone. Keep your hand up. Make sure no one, maybe you got someone next to you, then you can lay hands on the person that has the hand up. Don't worry about it. You can also lay hands on them too. So lay hands on people. There you go. Find out someone. I got someone back here. You got, you got your hand on him? Amen. We're good. We're good to go. Lay hand. Perfect. Everybody got a hand on him? Everybody got a touch? Who doesn't? You're good? Hand, hand, hand. Alright, awesome. Here we go. Simple touch, simple touch. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for the anointing in this place. God, you know every, you love every part of this person who's asking for healing in their soul, in their body, whatever it is. God, thank you for healing. Thank you that you told us and called us to simply lay hands on those who aren't feeling well. They're not doing well. And that God, you would heal them. For all of you who are not feeling well, say, Jesus, thank you for healing me. In your precious name, amen. It's simple as that. Now, what's happening here, you guys? What Do you know what's happening here? The lastly, the last thing, this is how Jesus healed. He healed with love. People go over to you. The people are holding your hand because they love you so much. They want to see you well. They don't want to see you sick. They don't want to see you struggling. That's why we love you. And whenever you go to a person who's not feeling well and they, and they say, "Hey, can I pray for you?" what you're doing is you're extending the very love of Jesus Christ. That's his motive, love. That's his heart, God is love. And we look around and when we come on up, people are not feeling well they're stressed out in despair, many at their absolute limit desperate for answers, and what they need is a demonstration of the power of God's love and the healing that follows, my friends, we have it. We have received the healing power of Jesus Christ. For those of us who believe in Jesus, we have it, right? Matter of fact, let me just throw this out there. You don't even need to know Jesus to pray for someone for healing. This is crazy. I'm not going to go there, but listen. Listen. God Almighty has blessed us by faith, and especially us as Christians, what is is stopping us? Man, I mean, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. When you go outside these four walls today, I want you to think one thing in your head, healing, healing. And I want want God to put a light bulb in someone's life or bring to your attention, man, I, I need to just pray for them. And I need to I need to start this imagination going right here. Whatever you gotta do. I think some of you need to go back and listen to this message today to get this stuff so deep in your heart and soul. Some of you, even in this place, are getting so excited about healing because God's called you specifically. He's given you gifts of healings and you've been afraid or you've been apprehensive and that's just that devil trying to stop you but we're not going to let them anymore.
0: Yeah, I also feel like maybe some of you are feeling some of those doubts that Nan talked about, like, you know, other people are really good at praying for healing or mm-hmm. believing for something, but, you know, I'm just little old me. Well, John 14, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I do and did and do even greater works because i'm going to be with the father you can ask for anything in my name and i'll do it so the son can bring glory to the father so anyone no matter how young you are no matter how old you are no matter how new you are in the faith and like dan said even if someone doesn't know the lord yet Mm. they can pray for someone else for healing and that person will be healed so god is not hindered Remember your position. Your position's in him. Yeah. He's the one who heals through you, right? Yeah. So thank you, Lord.
1: So that's so what I want you to do. Let's stand together. Yes. And <clears throat> we're just going to, I hope we God fixed some faulty wiring today, right? And now mm-hmm. we're just saying, okay, Lord, <clears throat> maybe, you're doing, maybe you're doing great physically, but you know there's something in your soul. There's some trauma. There's something going on there that you know, like, man, I need some healing. You've been hurt, wounded. I don't only the Holy Spirit knows, but we're just going to open up the circuits to get inside, right? The circuits open. Our faith is open. One more time with an act of surrender, just lift up your hands and we're just going to begin to pray, prophesy into your life right now the words of God, the power of God, the healing power of God into your soul. Some of you do not realize that your struggle that you've been struggling with isn't even your fault. It's generational, something you've been through. God loves you, but he wants to heal you. So I thank you, Lord, getting into every soul and heart and mind in this moment, God. We're just open. We're just open, God. You're the healer. You're the healer. You're the healer, God. Thank you, Lord.
0: I speak comfort over the brokenhearted. Speak comfort, Lord, into those broken hearts. Holy Spirit, come with your oil. Just permeate every broken heart, every place that feels empty. Lord, those ones who feel empty, fill us up, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you're taking away heavy burdens, Lord, and you're replacing it with light, lightness, Lord. We invite your light, in every soul and every heart, Lord. In your comfort today. Thank you, Lord.
1: Some of you in this moment just realize that you needed to release someone. Someone hurt you, and there's some there's an open door through unforgiveness. And now we just need to forgive. When you think of that person, There's someone in in, in your life, you don't even want to think about them, but all of a sudden, God brought you, brought them to your mind. And you're just going to say, Lord, say, Lord, today, I choose to forgive, to release. God, forgive me for holding bitterness or unforgiveness towards anyone. You forgave me. So I need to forgive anyone and everyone. Thank you,
0: Lord. So I feel like somebody's left hip is bothering you, and uh, I'm not sure if it's really painful. It's more pressure and feeling almost like muscle weakness. Your left leg, so I just speak healing over the left hip and the left leg in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. You are the God who heals.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank, you, thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, I feel like He just impressed on me there's someone here who has always felt dumb or they couldn't hear from God. And you've believed that. And it's just kind of hindered you in different areas. And I just speak right now to that person's heart, soul, and mind. And I tell you that you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. I speak into that soul that you are worthy, that you are loved, and you're smart. The Bible says you're smart because you gave your heart to Jesus. As a matter of fact, you're the smartest person in the world for giving your heart to Jesus. You have everything needed to fulfill the mission that God has for you in your life, all the wisdom that God has given you. Thank you, Lord, for that.
0: Yeah, I saw something similar. As Dan was praying, I heard thoughts. So if you're struggling with your thoughts in any way, just put your hand on your head. Mm-hmm. Lord, we speak Thank over you, thoughts yes. right now. We command the dark thoughts of the enemy to be stopped right now in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. We command every fearful thought, every anxious thought, you stop now in Jesus' name. Let the tracks of the enemy be washed away right. by the reign of the Holy Spirit. You, God. And let new tracks, you, Lord, a new highway be made in the minds of your people, Lord. Our thoughts are your thoughts. We have the mind of Christ. So I speak over thoughts today and I command darkness to turn to light now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank Thank you, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I love you, Holy Spirit, that you are so good at what you do. All I can do, we can do, is just begin to speak your word and promises by faith and hear from you But Holy Spirit, you are working out so many different angles and ways right now in people's lives. I expect from this moment forward that healing is going to manifest in your life. Healing, and not only in your life, you are now released to heal the sick. That God, you would illuminate people in our lives that we would simply go up and just say, let me pray for you and love on you and bless you because Jesus wants to heal you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. amen. amen.
0: Before you go, yeah. one more different kind of healing that I yeah. saw was financial healing. Oh, you yeah. know, if you need yeah. a financial healing, if the enemy has been stealing something okay. from your life yeah. in a financial way or... Uh, but anything that the enemy tries to steal, kill, or destroy in your life. has to be healed by Jesus. So we just speak financial healing over those who've been believing you, God, to provide. You are still the God who provides, Lord. And you are the God who heals even our finances, Lord. Everything we have comes from you, Lord. And we just acknowledge you, Lord, in the middle of our finances. And we thank you, Lord. Anything that needs healing and restoration, we just speak healing and restoration in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: We love you guys. Have a great, great day. Our prayer team is here to pray for you. Have an awesome day. Take care.
0: We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.